Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Good morning, and welcome to Women and Manufacturing. I'm Lydia DiLiello, the CEO and founder of Capital Pricing Consultants, and it is my honor to be the host of Women and Manufacturing. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Allison Walker with Picavi. Allie, welcome to the program. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So, Allie, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be recently employed with Picavi. So I have about a 15-year career in marketing, and what I, what I truly enjoy about marketing is that it brings together my interests of storytelling, design, coding. I really love creating both the story, the copy, and the visual elements of a company's origin and getting people excited about what they see. And right now, I work for Picavi, and Picavi has a really compelling story to share. And let's see, I have been a marketing project manager for national and international nonprofits who work in science and technology. And then I've also been on the for-profit side, similar to Picavi, for a company named Vitech which provided warehouse management software and voice picking solutions. So it's been an interesting marriage of science and technology, nonprofit and for-profit work, all under the moniker of marketing. So you're coming to marketing with a really interesting and unique perspective relative to the science and the technology. We don't often see that. So can you tell our, our viewers about who Picavi is and what kinds of services and product they offer? Sure. Picavi is really an interesting company to work for in the supply chain solution field. They're really working on innovative and cutting edge technology in the field to improve warehouse systems and processes. They're a award-winning full service provider of wearables for logistics and specifically with leading expertise in augmented or assisted reality in the warehouse. They are one of Google's key glass providers, the Google Glass, which is the device that Akavi primarily uses for the smart glasses with specialized software and ongoing support services for the logistics workforce. So the vision of the product, if you will, is based around the idea that 80% of the information we receive is through our eyes. And Akavi's pick by vision solution is that marriage of this technology that we're talking about and the natural movements of the worker. So the system uses smart glasses for visual guidance, enab mm -hmm. enabling very flexible, hands-free work that's ergonomically designed. The worker very rarely feels any level of fatigue. So the use of the application as well, not only maximizes productivity and efficiency in the warehouse, but it also because they're smart glasses, they also offer valuable analytics and communication applications for warehouse operations. So, so, so Ali, I'm going to stop you for a second because I have some questions. When you talk about wearables and you said it, it's glasses, are there mm -hmm. other products that are wearables as well, or is it predominantly the glasses themselves? Picavi predominantly has the, the glasses are our main product, but they also provide a power pack that's worn on the on the worker if they choose not to use the voice part I'm getting a little into the details here 
That's uh, okay. Well, and also can work with some of our partners in terms of wearables like scanners, not in terms of the handheld, but actually that they're actually worn on the glove, like a glove. The name of the company that we specifically work with is ProGlove. Okay. Basically, the wearable that we work with is, is incredibly practical. It's mm-hmm. because the glasses project a transparent display in front of one of the eyes of the worker. So it's known as assisted reality, not virtual or necessarily, or even augmented. The system allows them, so they wear the glasses and the system allows the picker to see both the projection in front of them and also the entire warehouse environment around them. And so remembering that people take in that 80% of all the information through their eyes, smart glasses capitalize on this and the pickers can view all the important information around them, but also while being visually guided through the process by the projection in front of them. And thanks to the speakers and microphones that are also in the glasses, they can control the process even further with their voice. And they can easily communicate in real time with warehouse operations as well, should any problems arise. So that helps with things like out of stock issues or anywhere there's a bottleneck or if something, for example, has been misplaced in a warehouse and is supposed to be on the third level of stacking, for example, and for some reason ends up on the opposite aisle, they can, the operator can immediately provide a verbal cue back to the databases to say, hey, this isn't where it's supposed to be and we have a miscount, correct? Exactly. exactly. So there's immediate communication if necessary. There can also be push notifications back and forth. There's a, a variety of features in the ecosystem and in the, in the back end and the software system that allows real-time and instant communication in the warehouse, which from either a, a productivity standpoint or even a safety standpoint is, is, really, is really just a wonderful piece of the, the whole ecosystem. Well, and I would think that, Ali, that's even more important now relative to all the challenges that have been happening in supply chain really since COVID hit. So we've been living with this for 18 months now. And seeing, unfortunately, the severe impact of supply chain interruption. So I would think for any manufacturing company, keeping track of what do I have on my shelves right now, current real time, is so critically important because you don't know when the next shipment is coming in or if it's coming in. So knowing what you do have that's saleable is all the more important. Exactly. Can you talk a little bit about how this technology allows workers to really save time and the impact back to managing the warehouse in general? Sure, sure. So like a lot of the the picking solutions, what the smart glass technology does, what smart glasses in the warehouse provides is in combination with the backend device management and software solution is a very streamlined process. Mm -hmm. So how the glasses fit, how the user interface can be easily understood, the fact that they're hands-free, that everything is completely focused on the task in front of the worker. So in the picking process, basically a worker shows up, they put the glasses on, they scan their, their user code in order to log into the system, and then their first order comes up. And it's all being visually told to the workers. So they simply go to the spot, they do the pick. And each time there's, there's prompts coming up on the screen, they're verifying either with the scanning in the glasses or with the pro glove, for instance. 
and they just they move through their processes and their workflows really efficiently, increasing productivity in the warehouse. Oftentimes, we see numbers, particularly on like a, from a paper picking situation, of thirty to forty percent increase in productivity, and almost no errors. Errors are basically reduced to zero. And whereas, and, and then coming off of maybe some older picking solutions or other picking solutions like pick to voice or pick to scan, we're seeing 10%, 20% increase in productivity simply because it's all, they're free to absolutely focus on the work and there's so much flexibility. And they're also using this technology that, that visually guides them through each step. Some of the things that noticed about other picking solutions If you're training your voice, there's a necessity to have other languages, or it becomes a longer training time to bring new Mm -hmm. workers up to speed. This is all minimized with with Pick by Vision. Training time, for instance, is actually minutes, 15 minutes tops to get a new worker completely up to speed and productive on the system. That's tremendous because when you look at efficiencies, and you're saying 30 to 40% increase in efficiency, almost zero errors or zero errors. Mm-hmm. Those are very significant statistics in a warehouse environment. And especially given that the impact to the worker is so low, meaning based on what you were explaining to us earlier about this works with and mirrors the, the natural movements of the worker. So it, it does not impair the worker's movement in any way. You don't have to move a specific way. It's just literally you put the glasses on and then you follow the prompts in that one eye to move through that picking list. Does the, does the program set the, the picking list based upon what's most efficient within the workhouse? I'm assuming it does, but just wanting to clarify how that list shows up in the visual display. In other words, why would the worker start on this aisle versus that aisle? Well, the what's wonderful about the solution itself, and, and we can hit pause here for a second, that the worker is basically seeing whatever has been loaded. It, the system overlays on any current WMS or ERP that the, the system has. So it's feeding off of that. Okay. They're just seeing a single pick. They're, they're logging in, they're getting their workflow, and they just see a per pick instruction on the user interface. But for operations, to answer your question, we have a, we call it a, the Picabi cockpit, and it basically okay. turns the pick by vision solution, which is the glasses that the, the worker is wearing, into a business intelligence solution to what you're referring to. So it makes where the, the pick by vision makes it possible to visually manage the picking process of goods in a mm-hmm. consistent manner. Mm-hmm. The cockpit allows for, it integrates mobile device management. So mm-hmm. this is the software you can see all the devices, the, the operations of the warehouse can see all the devices. There is an analytics function, and then there are the real-time communication tools. And okay. it takes all this data that's mm-hmm. being generated by the smart glasses and turning it into that useful intelligence that you're talking about to further iterate and further improve on warehouse workflows. So it takes, it almost, you know, the initial value proposition of smart glasses in the warehouse was this kind of superior picking solution. Mm -hmm. But with the data analytics tool on the back end, we're taking all this big data because there's sensors on the glasses and you're following the motions of the worker 
your and how your warehouse is laid out and and if things are too high or too low or they're traveling too far to get between commonly picked items or all these things. We're taking all this information that is being generated by the user with the glasses and turning it into business intelligence, turning it into smart data. And in just a couple clicks, the operations can really improve their workflows all within a digital environment and then apply that knowledge to either restructuring, you know, how the racks are set up or how the picks are distributed and so forth. It's taking that software project management piece of kind of continuous agile project management and iterating on your warehouse processes instead. But that's really unique in that not only do you have the, the, the technical functionality on the warehouse floor, but then to be able to turn that into a management tool to say, here's what we're learning from all of this master data that's all coming in real time to us. And how do we make adjustments based upon that to even exactly. further increase productivity or avoid an issue on the shop floor relative to, okay, we finally did get a shipment in. We have a pick and process and we need to either stop that or change it to allow for the shipment, et cetera. So you can do that real time is phenomenal because now you have actionable data rather than what I think so many of us have suffered from for years, which is we've got data everywhere. We've got spreadsheets about the spreadsheets, right? But we don't have <laughs> anything we can do something about that one page that tells us here's where we really stand and make our decisions off of that. Right. Now, I have to imagine, Ellie, that workers must enjoy a system like this because it's got to be easier on them than the old standard methods of, of carrying a flatbed behind, pulling that flatbed behind you and running around with a list that wasn't necessarily very well organized, only to find that what you needed was on the third stack and you can't get to it anyway. So tell us about how, how this impacts employee retention and the overall experience for the workers. Our customers have reported that, you know, job satisfaction goes up with the implementation of the Bacabi ecosystem. I mean, I think there's a lot of things at play here. They become more productive. They become more efficient in their job, which obviously, you know, there's a lot of pride in that. But it's mm -hmm. also, you know, they're, they're also wearing some of today's most cutting edge mm -hmm. technology. I mean, they're, they're, there's that cool factor to wearing, you know, an AR piece that I think a lot of workers really appreciate. So, and then everything is designed with the worker in mind, you know, not, not just how to make the processes easier to do and make their jobs more efficient, but also the actual wear of the product, how it feels, is it comfortable? How are we improving their workflow? Not just from a productivity standpoint, but from an ergonomic standpoint, like we were talking about, yes, you can talk about how the flow of goods moves through your warehouse with this data, but you can also see is someone bending over too much, is someone having to, you know, reach up high and on a, a regular basis, is there better ways that we can improve our employee comfort and safety in the warehouse? So, and it's so quickly adopted. I think that's another good sign of how employees feel about this product and how it increases mm -hmm. their job satisfaction is there, they become real advocates for the technology. And so I think there's a lot to be 
said about a lot of this new technology in the warehouse, but specifically the wearables, I really think have a positive impact in job satisfaction. And it sounds like then not only is it a real positive for the workers, but it's also a positive relative to overall financials for the company, because if you are now assessing and avoiding employees getting hurt or or overextending, when you were talking about how many times do you bend over, how far do you stretch? Right. That also is going to be reflected then in, in the number of employee sick days that are used or in in any safety events that take place, as well as in company insurances. So from the most important part, which is the health and safety of an employee, up through how does this impact the profitability of the company, it's very linear because now each piece of that is helping the company to, to save money and build a safer environment, all the while providing a better experience for the worker. So I think that's tremendously valuable. And with Pakabi being so cutting edge, tell us a bit about what you're seeing in terms of what else is Pakabi now starting to develop and seeing as kind of next steps. It sounds like the interactive glasses are very firmly established in the marketplace, especially since Google is using them. That That's always a clear sign of market entrenchment, right? When you've got such a, a big name. But what else is, is going on now for Pakavi? Well, we're, we're constantly iterating on what we can do to provide more smart data for mm-hmm. an organization. And there's really just the malleability of a smart technology mm-hmm. is one of the key benefits to it, right? So there's, there's so much that we can be doing. We actually look to our customers and to our salespeople to say, you know, what else can we do with the Pakavi cockpit that that anal- and the analytics functions and the communication functions? What else can we be pre- providing to make your system even better? Mm-hmm. So yes, we're always looking for new warehouses and new customers to do installs in, but for our existing customers, it's also what other data do you need to know? What other processes? might the glasses be applicable for? We focus so much on picking, but really there are many different ways, many other processes within the warehouse that that these glasses could find a home for. So, mm-hmm. and and also things like these, the studying of how your processes work, there's a possibility that the glasses could be used for better training and better analysis of of the processes like we were talking about before. Maybe there's uh, QA or inspection processes that that the glasses could be useful for. There's just kind of this ever expanding (laughs) the the application of the glasses within the warehouse, but also maybe in-store fulfillment as that's definitely a trend. And we're starting to hear from consumers or customers you know, how could this be used in the retail space, in the in-store space? Mm-hmm. No, and I think that that's a huge opportunity there because as as we have all moved from the the in-person to a much more virtual experience in our shopping, in, in everything that we do, the opportunity to make it easier for retail companies to manage that, or even in the food industry and some of the larger chains whose business has picked up so dramatically in the in the call ahead and then pick up space. 
But to right. be able to to organize that and make that an efficient set of processes is really interesting. And now with Picavi, about how long would it take, Allie, for a, a new customer to implement? Is this you were saying that it it'll it will sit on really any ERP system? So is it highly intensive or or a long process to get it on board and and get moving with it? It isn't. It's a it's a very I mean, once the decision is made, you know, there's there's the research, obviously, into the processes and so on within the warehouse. But when the Apple actual implementation of the of the install go uh, starts, it's it's a very quick process and it can be done on site. It can also be done virtually, which is is pretty remarkable, particularly during the pandemic time. Obviously, we prefer to be on site and we prefer sure. to do it in that manner, but the project management teams it just takes a few weeks to basically get the system up and running. But then once it goes live, it's it's a day to get you know if of training workers and and so on. I mean, and it and like I said, each worker is is trained within fifteen minutes on the product, so it's incredibly quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. And from, but from discovery to go live, you know, just a matter of weeks for, for a customer. And you have customers globally, correct? Yes. We are based in Germany and the large part of our, or of our customer base is in Germany. We've only just started to break into the North American market, but we've had quite a few successful installs recent in the last few years, despite the pandemic Wonderful in, in North America. Yep. So, well, and I have to expect that this is going to be a sought-after product as more and more companies see the ability to use the product and increase efficiencies, reduce fatigue on workers, and make that really a non-issue as well as that whole idea around zero errors. So yeah, many yeah. companies fight that error issue because it, it is human and having a directed list that basically counts each time you pick something and confirms it for you and then gives you the next prompt is tremendously valuable and an exciting space to be in. Now, being that you're a woman, I'm always interested in how women that we interview on women in manufacturing feel about their opportunities to broaden women in their space. So tell me a bit about women in supply chain and and what your goals are around that. Well, I think... There's so much opportunity in this field and in all areas of the supply chain. I know that recent studies have even shown that I think now something like 40% of the people now in materials handling and logistics are women. And some of that, I'm, I'm encouraged to see, you know, the growth of some of this equity, diversity and inclusion programs throughout all kinds of industries but it was recently identified, I think it was a Gartner research that within the supply chain, whereas a couple of years ago, these departments didn't exist or there wasn't, you know, the initiative wasn't even on the radar. Now there are, there are companies identifying now how important it is to have these initiatives and to really diversify their workforce. There's so much, there's so much advantage to having a diverse workforce in terms of skill set, but also just perspective. And I mean, there are countless studies on how important it is to have diversity in your in your workforce, whether it's in logistics or academia or anywhere. It's it's that that background of differentiation is, is really important. 
But within the supply chain specifically, I mean, I look at my own background. I'm in marketing. And you know, so you can really take that skill anywhere. But I really feel like with within the supply chain, there's just so many interesting com- companies. So there's a lot of opportunity for women to get their foot in the door there. But you're seeing more and more women getting into the tech, getting technical degrees, engineering, mm-hmm. computer science. Mm-hmm. And I hope that within the supply chain industry, there becomes a clearer initiative to draw women from these degree programs into logistics and supply chain, because there's so many spaces where their skills and their education are are useful. And for such a traditionally male field, I think, you know, these new programs, EDI programs, are really critical to building that awareness and and welcoming women into into the industry. But you know, I, I think it faces a lot of the same issues that other other fields face in that retaining women still seems to be a challenge and offering movement not only mid-career but kind of into the high-level C-suite spaces as well. There, there's a lot of room for uh, growth and improvement <laughs> in this in the supply chain industry and among many industries too. So well and I think that that's that's great perspective, Ali, which is a lot has been accomplished and the studies prove out the importance of it. Yet when we get into, as you said, the upper echelon, there is much room left yet for improvement. And it's always fascinating to me that the studies continue to prove out that that women as problem solvers are much more collaborative. And if ever there was an an industry that could use some help with collaboration, heaven knows, I think supply chain, especially now with the unique challenges we've seen on a global level, there's huge opportunity there. So I'm hopeful as you are that as more and more women take on these technical degrees that they are courted into the supply chain space. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about Picavi as we wrap up our interview today? I just want to add one more thing to that part of the discussion. I think things like your program and other mentoring programs beyond just the equity, diversity, and inclusion programs are really critical. I think for women to see themselves in these spaces, to have mentors, to have groups that bring women together so that they can see that there is opportunity everywhere in the warehouses and management is really key. So I, I'm grateful for the initiatives that are like yours that, that really focus on women as leaders in this field. So I just wanted to add that because I well, think that's- thank you. I think that's a very important part of of growing the field as well is is having these kind of mentorship and similar groups. So, but well, for Pakavi, I think Pakavi is an is an exciting leading edge technology in the warehouse space, and I think there's there's lots of good stories to tell from not only from happy customers, but just from the solution itself and and what it can do. It for warehouses and distribution centers, particularly in these more trying times in the supply chain crisis, there's a there is real potential for this solution to be one of the key pieces to bringing more of an even keel to mm-hmm. to the supply chain right now. And so I think I'm I'm very excited about the opportunities that this technology provides. 
in the supply chain space. Well, and I, I think you said it perfectly. Anything that allows a company to help level out or smooth out the disruption that we have seen is critically important for all of us right now. So, so we're looking for an exciting future in supply chain. And Ali, thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure having you on Women in Manufacturing. For our viewers, anyone looking for manufacturing news, trends, and interviews, you know that you can look at jacketmediaco.com. And we have five different manufacturing podcasts available to you, including Manufacturing Talk Radio, Empowering Women in Business is Hazard Girls, as well <laughs> as Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman, and Manufacturing Partnerships and Making Waves. This is Lydia Ziliello with Women and Manufacturing. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.